Are you wanting more Totally Mackinac Island podcast? Well, here's how you can get it. Be sure to follow Totally Mackinac Island podcast on Instagram. Not only do I share everything that I talk about on the podcast, but then throughout the rest of the week, I share other invaluable information that is actually going on on the island at that very moment. How that is done, up in my Instagram stories. I also like to share a bunch of pictures and videos that I have taken throughout my visit on the island. Another great way for more information about the podcast is always go to the blog. There I have all the links available for everything I have discussed. That is www.totallymackinaw.com. If you go on there, you will find everything I have ever discussed on the podcast, how you need to link up to it, and what other information you can have. As always, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have learned so much. I love sharing all that I can with you. It has actually even helped me learn more about the island. And I always appreciate those reaching out to give me more information to share with everyone else. Now back to the show. Located on the crystal blue waters of Lake Huron lies Mackinac Island. She is tucked in between Michigan's upper and lower peninsulas. Indulge me as I share all the ins and outs of the place that stole my heart. This is totally Mackinac Island. Hello everyone. I'm so excited to be back. I have to apologize. Last weekend, which was Labor Day weekend, I was unable to do the podcast due to the fact that I, like so many other people, my allergies had gone into a horrible cold sinus deal and I was coughing uncontrollably. So while I was feeling better, I didn't want to be stopping constantly and coughing and it would just come out of nowhere. But I'm much better now and excited to talk to you this week because this week is all about somewhere in time. Now, you cannot go to Mackinac Island and not know about the movie that was filmed there. This movie actually introduced me to the island before I knew that it was Mackinac Island. And if you're unfamiliar with it, that's what this podcast today is going to be about. I'm going to introduce you to it. I'm going to recommend that you watch it along with download the music from this movie because it is truly captivating and magnificent. All right, so I'm going to give you a synopsis of what Summer in Time is about. And uh, it is about a playwright named Richard Collier who becomes obsessed with a photograph of a young woman at the Grand Hotel on Mackinac Island in Michigan. Through self-hypnosis, he wishes himself back in time to the year 1912 to find love with actress Elise McKenna, portrayed by Jane Seymour but comes into conflict with Elise's manager, William Fawcett Robinson, portrayed by Christopher Plummer, who fears that romance will derail her career and resolves to stop him. Like I mentioned, this movie is known for its musical score composed by John Barry, and it was it featured a pianist, Roger Williams. And something interesting about this movie is the reason that they were actually able to get John Barry to do this film is because Jane Seymour was friends with him. And she reached out to him and said, listen, you've got to compose the music for this movie. And it is a huge, huge part of this movie. 
And I've heard that. What was the other movie? I watched something on Netflix about these movies. Oh, it was Home Alone. They had that happen with Home Alone. That they had gotten... I forget who did the music for that. But without... It it makes so much sense with certain movies that you have the music to go with it. And you'll understand if you've never seen it or if you have what I'm talking about. So when I was little, my mom showed us this movie. And... My sisters and I always love Christopher Reeve and Superman because he is to me who Superman was. And so it kind of blew my mind that he was in another movie that actually wasn't him portraying Superman. And you have to admit it, he was such a good looking man. I mean, he was tall, he had these broad shoulders, he had these blue eyes. But to see him in this role, and Christopher Reeve actually was Juilliard trained to, he wanted to be more of that kind of an actor. And so this role, he really sunk into it and fell in love with it and wanted to do this. And um, I think it kind of was stepping out of the box to introduce him that he was capable of so much more than Superman. Not that he didn't love Superman, but you know, this was kind of dipping his toes into that. So the, the movie was introduced to me and I loved Jane Seymour in it because she's just, she's just beautiful. She's just got this elegance about her and her character. I love her name, Elise McKenna. And she, I, one of the reasons my sisters and I always had really long hair when we were younger and we always loved her long hair and she had it up in this beautiful style of bun that was popular when they were supposed to be filming this movie like when it took place in 1912 so what they did to do this film and to have it filmed on the island that is a whole other thing in itself because Mackinac does not have cars on it so they had to write to the Mackinac State Parks to make sure that they could have just a few cars in the scene put on this island because it is a big deal. And when they they were agreed to, so the cars that you see on there, those were cars were specially brought in to the island for this movie. So know that. So I'm going to kind of go over the film a little bit more. I, I have an obsession with it. I always watch it before I go to Mackinac. When I was there in July, the Murray Hotel, they have Ma uh, Somewhere in Time playing 24-7. That's I think every hotel should have that capability uh, because it's just fun. It's so surreal. You're like, I'm here. I mean, that's the other thing. The uh, movie was filmed at the Grand Hotel, a lot of it, because that's where they stay. The Grand Hotel has a Somewhere in Time weekend that they honor every year for it. People go to the Nines dressing kind of like circa that era. They they do a whole weekend all about it. When I was there last October, it was going on. I did contact the Grand Hotel because I knew I was going to be up there. And I just asked, can we come up there and you know do a few of the festivities without staying at the grand and they said no and i get that that's that's part of the package that's part of the the whole ideal being behind the grand hotel which that's another reason why they charge they want to keep almost the mystery if you will alive about it so um anyway i'm going to give you a little bit of background about the summer and time weekend in october which is a beautiful time to go up there 
cannot say enough about it. I go back there this year in October, the last full weekend that they are open, and I cannot wait. So each year, uh, the Somewhere in Time weekend is one of the most popular and special events during the Grand Hotel season. It's the perfect time for movie lovers who want to know the cinematic excuse me, secrets of the timeless romantic classic and a chance to visit with many people who played a role in the movie. Back many years ago, uh, Christopher Reeve, when he was alive, he would come up. Uh, Jane Seymour still does. And I know that Christopher Plummer did a few times, but sadly, he just passed away this last year. Um, this special weekend, it includes the screening of the film, discussions of the movie's production process, an appearance by returning cast and crew. Guests are invited to make a cameo appearance in costume at the cocktail receptions and costume promenade. Breakfast and dinner are also included daily. And um, because it was filmed there, that gives you a little bit more of an insight of it. The inside of the hotel has obviously changed dramatically since then. There's packages that you get um, at that time. And when you're there, um, you already have to do a dress code after 6 o'clock. But it's even more of a unique dress code at this time because I'm not kidding you. People were walking around out on the island dressed like these characters from the movie. So it's a big deal for these people. It's, it's a fun weekend. I've not done it yet. Someday I will. Someday I will. And I look forward to when I can do that. So let's get back to the movie. And to be perfectly honest, this was not a box office smash. It was not one of those movies that, you know, broke records or anything. But what it did become is it became, it's become a cult film. And Jane Seymour did an interview where she talked about that. In fact, she got a hold of Christopher Reeve and said how this movie had grown so much and they loved this movie they called it their little movie they they had a love for it and they couldn't believe the everything that was going on with it along with how the weekends were happening and people fell in love with it and it just it goes along so well with what this movie represents and i think one of the things that i loved so much about this movie is because he loved her before he even knew her and he traveled back in time which i know it's it's a movie so just don't get too far into it but it's just so romantic and how it starts out is richard collier who is christopher reeve and i'm going to talk about the characters as their character names he starts out as a playwright at this little college in michigan and you see this elderly woman walk up to him and hand him a watch and the look on his face as she walks through this crowd and hands him the watch. I mean, he has no idea who she is. And she just says, come back to me and walks away. And he then looks around and all of his friends are like, who is that? And he says, I have no idea. Then it shows her being driven back to the Grand Hotel. And it looks like she's living there still. And she walks in and there's somebody that stays with her, helps take care of her. And she walks into this room and she has a music box that starts playing the music from somewhere in time and she sits down and opens it and starts playing it and then it fast forwards eight years to chicago illinois where richard is listening to the same music that she was listening to in the music box this is why i said the music is so important to this movie and um he is having some writer's block and his publisher comes up and catches Richard leaving with a suitcase and 
he's uh richard says that he's broken up with his girlfriend and he needs to leave and he just takes off no idea where he's going and he's driving and it this is what's kind of funny is he leaves chicago and it looks like he's just driving and he drives up past the grand hotel which we all know you can't do but that's what they do with the movie and he goes in there to stay there and he meets this older gentleman there arthur who takes his suitcase to his room and the one thing that arthur says to him when richard gets into his room he looks at him he says have we ever met before and richard's like no he had never been there before and arthur had said he'd been there since he was a little boy and so he just walks out of the room Richard goes to go to dinner that night and dinner is not, uh, the dining room is actually not open. So he decides to go through the hall of history. And this is something that I know about the movie is that Christopher Reeve asked to not see the portrait that he first sees of Elise McKenna. He did not want to know about it. He wanted to see and gaze upon it for the first time as if he was really seeing it the first time. So all of his reactions were completely pure and he turns um while he's looking over a case he just it's like he he senses her and he turns and this is where this music comes into play and as he's walking he's just staring at this photograph of her and he walks up and he's almost blinded by this light that's shining on it and he stares at it and her name is not underneath there so he runs out to Arthur because, of course, Arthur would know who it is and asked who it is and said, that's Elise McKenna. She was a famous actress who did a play down there at the Playhouse. And, you know, Richard, being a playwright, was like, oh, there's a Playhouse. And so he decides to go down to the library to start doing some research about this um, actress because he can't stop thinking about her. Like he tries to go to sleep that night. He can't sleep. So he decides to stay longer. And while he's down at the library, he finds all these old playbooks, which this is really funny because this is how much the movie dates is that now you just get on the computer, but whatever. Anyway, while he's there, here's, here's the catch. He comes across the last photograph taken of her. It was the old woman at the beginning of the movie and he sits back. This is where the movie takes you into a whole other plot. And there's so much more that comes to it, but he goes and finds and when i said that uh, this older woman who we know now is elise goes back to the grand at the beginning of the movie and she's has a like a helper there with her this woman is uh was very good friends with her and helped her as she got older and richard finds her and goes over there and she wrote a book about her and she he shows her the watch and she said that disappeared the night she died so the night she gave him the watch was the night she died and they go in there and while he's walking through her room and and here's the music he plays the music box he all of a sudden notices this book and he's like oh my gosh this was one of my professors at my college and she said really she read that book all the time and when he flips it over it was about time travel so everything is just kind of lining up he eventually goes and talks to that college professor who tells him how he at one point thought he might have gone back in time and what he had to do to get there basically disassociate himself from everything in the future and give himself like a hypnosis part to convince himself he was at that time period and that's what richard does and it takes him a little bit he actually 
goes to Arthur at one point and asks him for, he sees the ledger books from the old, back when they first used to have the hotel, and he finds that up in the attic, and he looks it up, and he sees his name. So he knows he gets back there. So eventually, he, he gets back in time, and the time of how the hotel changes to when he was there is just huge. And I just imagine having all of this done on this movie set at this time had to be so fun and overwhelming all at the same time. But the bonus point is all the horses you hear, the horses are already there. So that went to their advantage. So he goes all around. He runs down to the playhouse, finally trying to find Elise McKenna. And he gets down there and he's having a heck of a time. And he finally um, meets this crazy uh, woman who is also an actress with pink hair. And she says, oh, she's probably walking down by the lake. And eventually he walks out and somebody closes a blind in the window and you see her walking. And I cry. I cry whenever I see this. I've seen this movie so many times. And again, the music as he's walking down there. And all of a sudden she sees him and all she says is, is it you? And I, I just, I can't explain how much you can see. They have this incredible chemistry and this beautiful scenery in the background of Lake Huron and there's the trees and everything. It just is so incredible. So I'm not going to go into too much more of the rest of the movie. I wanted to explain that because this is um, a huge part of the movie because on Mackinac Island, there is actually a rock at this scene from the movie that says, and it has a plaque on there, and it's her saying, is it you? And it's really neat. Sometimes when you take a picture of the reflection coming off of it, it almost looks like it's a TV screen. And where this is located is when you are over by Windmere Point, which is down by the library, you're going to come up to a boardwalk and you're going to, it's like you're heading towards the Grand Hotel. Okay. You're going to go past the school and you're going to go through the woods. All right. As you're riding along to your right, especially now that the Grand Hotel has done the new pool, this, you can see the pool a lot easier. You're going to start looking to your left and it's almost directly like at the end of where the pool is down at that point you're going to see the rock and just kind of keep looking you might see people standing there taking pictures but it's if you if you go past the pool you've gone too far you've missed it so just turn around and go back and you can go and take a picture and and, and it's just it's so magical to be there to think about it and once you see that and once you know the island and and how they shot this scene and what they did and how they moved on from there it's just really neat to know how they had to move everything around there's also i'll share this map there's also a map that has all the different spot locations of where somewhere in time was filmed throughout the island the grand hotel wasn't the only place that it was filmed they actually built their own gazebo for somewhere in time this is something um this gazebo has been moved it is actually up by the Fort Mackinac, okay? it's There's a little sign that says Somewhere in Time Gazebo. It's headed back to where Anne's tablet is. So it's, it's kind of cleverly hidden, but this is actually really neat because then along with seeing the gazebo, you can also go see the infamous Anne's tablet. I'll discuss that in another podcast, but 
from Anne's tablet, what is really neat is the view. You can see all of downtown Mackinac. It's, it's really neat. So anyway, the gazebo is right there. And I did <laughs> my friend Rachel that went with me in October, her and I love that movie. So I did recreate that scene for her sister who loves it just like I do. And I, I felt I did it justice, but whatever. Anyway, so the gazebo is when her and Richard go out for the day in the carriage ride and he had cut himself with a straight razor and they're sitting there and she's getting all of the Kleenex for the dried blood spots off of there and it's just it's just a magical feeling that you're there that knowing that that was not only built but that they were there and that this happened and so that's something to remember too so these spots that are located on this map you can go around and look for it the house where he goes to um, look to find out all the information about her and then where the play takes place is actually down at Mission Point. And it is, um, it was in the theater there. And they have a seat that where Richard was sitting when he was watching Elise and her play. And it is, and it says that seat. So you can go see that. Um, they show a screening of this, like I said, for the Somewhere in Time weekend. So you can also venture with that. I think one of the things that was so neat about this movie um, that I have obsessively watched and learned about is that you know when they were doing this i don't think they realized how much this would still be a huge factor on the island because when you go to mackinac island and i tell people this some people might be thinking why are there an insane amount of pictures of jane seymour around here because it's the portrait from the movie so sometimes you'll just see it around there or you'll see random things talked about and you just think, why is that? So that's why it's really fun to be able to sit down and watch this movie, to go in there and see that, and then have that knowledge and know that it was there. Um, a little fun tidbit, they were not supposed to leave the island, but Chris, um, the actors were not. But Jane Seymour and Christopher Reeve, he had his pilot's license, and he and her would sneak off the island and fly off just to leave for a little bit and fly all around there, which I'm sure was just gorgeous to see but you know just to see something different but they interacted with everyone they rode their bikes they you know went around there and i i think that for such a small island to have a film with some of these characters on there it allowed a lot of the local residents to join in on the film and relive it even as years go on even if they were young and that they got to do it it was a fun experience for them so I think one of the things that I love to do, like I mentioned, is to watch this movie before I go to the island. And if you get an option to watch it while you are there, that's even better. And I will be sure to share on my Instagram page, Totally Mackinac Island, all of the little hidden gems from the map, some of the pictures and all of it with it. In the Grand Hotel, they have a few of the things like his original hat, They've moved a lot of this stuff. They did some renovations. So actually, when I was just there, I don't know where all of it got moved to. So when I go back in October, I was going to find out from them and just do that. So that way I could share that with everyone. But it's fun to just see all of that behind the scenes little shots that they have with it. And as far as I know, I think Jane Seymour tries to come back, if, if not every year, at least every other year, because... 
she has a very special place in her heart for this movie, especially because of the sadness of losing Christopher Reeve. They were extremely good friends, and I, I'm just speculating, but I think that there was a chance that something could a romantic could have happened from them. But at the same time, he found out in the one scene when he was just at the end of the movie. Um, when there's a pretty dramatic scene, and I don't want to say anything, I don't want to spoil anything in the movie, um, that he was going to be a dad. And so that really kind of changed the whole relationship. He had ended a relationship, but it, then he found out. So I think for them, this is something that they always kind of cherish, but they remain friends. In fact, I think she named one of her sons, Christopher, after him. So it just is something to that I always love to hear about and see that and that she truly still loves it and loves the island like that. And I think it represents the island so perfectly because the simplicity that is shown in this film is still there with this island, which is one of the reasons I love it so much. And you see different parts of like when they're back in time to in the future that you see the fairies and different things going on and it's just neat to see that so do yourself a favor and look for somewhere in time i believe it is on amazon prime that you can buy it or rent it it's not that expensive especially if you're going to be taking a trip there you definitely want to treat yourself and download the soundtrack because it is beautiful a lot of the people that get married on the island use that as their weddings um, music to have maybe as a wedding video or maybe going on in the background because it is completely known on the island that is something that you know or if it is not is introduced to you for that so somewhere in time one of my favorite movies again i have so many but this is one that is very special to my heart because it captured my heart not knowing that it was my favorite place in the world being filmed on that island only to find out later and just be so surreal when I did find that out. I hope you watch it. I hope you love it as much as I do. And I look forward to talking to you next week. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast and also follow the blog Totally Mackinac Island and go on Instagram for Totally Mackinac Island. If you ever have any questions i love to give any feedback if you're deciding to travel to the island you can reach me through instagram to do so any extra help i can get i try to do that and if i can't i will direct you in a way to do so have a great week and i'll see talk to you later